Hello, everyone, and welcome to the NCC More podcast. We are so happy that you are joining us right now. And the NCC More, this is where we want to take just a moment and continue the conversation that we had on Sunday, uh, hoping to add a little bit more value to your life and to your marriage. Uh, right now, we're in a series entitled A Different Kind of Marriage uh, with the big idea that as Christians, as Christ followers, we should have a different kind of marriage. And we talked uh, in the beginning about uh, the purpose of marriage. And then we talked about how the purpose of marriage shapes our perspective of marriage. And out of that perspective of marriage should come a plan for our marriage. And so many times things aren't succeeding and aren't moving forward simply because we don't have a plan. Um, And you think about, you know, people have plans when they build their house. Coaches have plans for their games. Businesses have plans for their future, right? right? And if we have plans for all of these things, then surely we should have a plan for our life and a plan for our marriage. Uh, and so we're talking about the importance of, of that, to, to have a plan to see our marriages move forward and become everything that God created them to be. Absolutely. And so we're talking about plans, and these are kind of unique to different marriages. Um, yeah. our, our purpose as Christians is is the same across the board. It's to build God's kingdom and to give him glory. We have missional marriages because we are missional people. Um, we have a common perspective. It's forward looking, it's, it's future looking um, through the lens of our savior, Jesus Christ and his love for the world. But when it comes to plans, yeah. our marriages may look very different because we are different people. And we don't wanna build a marriage that pleases somebody else or that looks like someone else's just because we want to build a marriage that we want to live in. Yes, there's right and wrong, but there's also a lot of preference and opinion. And planning is where we work those things out. And so we talked about needing a plan in a few different areas, needing a plan for our faith individually, then needing a plan for our family, needing a plan for our future, kind of where we're going, needing a plan for our finances. Because if you plan for the future, but you don't plan your finances, you're probably not going to get there. Um, having a plan for um, our fights, fights for our fights. Yes. Because as you work through these other things, there will inevitably be conflict and conflict isn't a bad thing. That's exactly right. At all. Um, And then having a plan for our fun. So there's lots of different plans we need, but if I'm sitting here, Philip, and I have not ever gone through this process, where do I need to start? Well, you know, I think that's a great point because sometimes when you start talking about plans, people can be like, oh man, I, I don't like plans. I hate plans, yeah. right? Like I, I like being spontaneous right. and I just like going with the flow. But the truth of it is, is that we need to have some foundational plans Absolutely. in our life. And so if you say, okay, all right, I, I know I need to have a plan, but I don't, I'm not really good at making plans. Right. We don't have a plan where do you start? Because we start going in all of these areas Absolutely. and and it can feel overwhelming, um, but it doesn't need to feel no, overwhelming, it right? It doesn't need to be overwhelming. So where do you start? And, and, you know, we've been talking about where, where would that, what does that look like? What does it look right. like if you, ha- if you don't have a plan? And we just said, the first thing that you need to plan for is to have a weekly time where you communicate about your marriage. Absolutely. You know, something that we started a long time ago, our Sunday night meeting, Absolutely. right? Our Sunday night meeting was the time that we set aside. We were going to come together and we were going to talk about our relationship. 
We were going to talk about our conflict. Yes. We were going to talk about our finances. We were going to talk about certain things during this time on Sunday night. Right. And that we knew that we were going to have a time where the the sole purpose of this time was to communicate about our life, yes. where it was now, and then right. also where it was going. Absolutely. And I, I think that that's something that's really important if you, especially if you came from a family culture where conflict wasn't a good thing. Mm. If you will set aside that time during the week to have those conversations, it won't feel as jarring to you mm. because it will be the, the appropriate time to have those conversations. So I might say, okay, Sunday nights we're gonna meet. It's very important that you have a, a place and then that you have kind of maybe a time limit. Yeah. Because if it's just open-ended, mm. that can feel a little bit overwhelming right. to say, okay, you know, we haven't done this before. So what we're going to do is we're going to meet on Sunday nights. We're going to meet for 30 minutes. And, and that's all that we're going to give it right now. Yeah. And we're going to see how that goes. And then we're going to move forward. And, and these are the things that we're going to discuss. So kind of having an agenda that we know, um, that we know coming in. And this sounds really corporate, mm -hmm. but really when we decided to get married, we, we really decided that we were going to build together yeah. and we were going to treat our marriage more like D's Incorporated yeah. than like some type of Harlequin novel. Right. Right? Yeah. We were going to build something that lasted together. Yeah. And I think sometimes we can shy away from these things because it doesn't sound romantic. Mm, that's good. But a great foundation is a great foundation for everything, mm. including romance, mm. including, um, you know, all of those different things, including affection. When we have a good foundation, it makes everything safer and better. Yeah. And, and something that I've learned about the planning process is you really have to start learning to be vulnerable. Yeah. And that pays off in every area yeah. area of your marriage. Yeah, you know, and, and when you talk about that Sunday night, like you say, well, what do you talk about like right. during that time? Yeah. I think it starts with what questions do you ask? Absolutely. You know, I was just uh, talking to um, uh, a father uh, just yesterday after the service, and he was talking about, and we were talking about our prayer time and our kids pray. You had mentioned that, and our kids pray, and we pray with our kids. And they said, I can't get my kid to pray. Like, I, I pray for my kid, but I can't get my kid to pray. And they said, how do you get your kid to pray? And I said, well, it's about asking the right questions. Right. So you ask your kid the question, hey, what's one thing that happened today that you're thankful for, right? And so they say, oh, I'm thankful for this. And you say, what's one thing that you want God to do tomorrow or for somebody? And they say that. And so then you say, okay, we're going to thank God for this, and then we're going to pray for that, right? And so now they've got the thing. I think it's the same way yeah, in, in the so Sunday true, night meeting. So true, you know, it's like, I don't know what to say to my spouse. Okay, well, we've got this. We've got these scheduled questions, right, that we that we ask, and that's how we started. That is how we, we started. started with a, a list of questions right. that said, you know, is there anything that I did this week that annoyed you? Yeah. Is there one thing that you would like me to change? Right. right. We said, do you see anything in me that could keep me from becoming who God created me to be? So we started with these questions right. that were that were where you were able to speak to, where you might not know exactly how to say it. But the question created the conversation. Mm -hmm. And so I think that coming into that meeting with the right questions 
is really the key to having an effective meeting. I think it really is. Now, we started with those questions after seven years of dating and being together. Yeah. And I think we had a really uh, strong shared sense of trust right. to be able to ask those questions. That may not be where you start. Yeah. Maybe um, you want to start with, with some really practical things. Um, what do you have going on this week? Yeah. What's your schedule look like? Right. Um, just planning ahead and looking at each other's schedules often will avoid conflicts yeah. because now you kind of have an expectation set for the week. So what's your schedule look like? Maybe checking your bank balances together and just kind of going, hey, this is this is where we're at. How are we doing? That's a good way to start that conversation yeah. about finances. Maybe you only do that monthly, maybe you do it weekly, but just kind of starting that, that touch point about finances. But maybe you ask something that is a little bit more of a softball question. When did you feel the most loved by me this week? Mm, mm, That's mm, a great mm. question to ask, and it's going to teach you a lot yeah. about what your spouse values. Yeah. That was something in our marriage that I had to learn. Philip feels the most loved whenever I do practical things for him. Acts of service. Acts of service all the way. Love language, I remember yes. one time when he was still coaching, he had this horrible habit of just throwing empty bottles into the back of his truck. And I hated it. It's it water bottles, me. not beer bottles. Let's just let I me mean, let's just say that you know it's water bottles. And I'm coaching out there. It was hot in August. Yes, it's true. It's water <laughs> bottles, Gatorade bottles, all kinds of bottles were in the back of his truck, and it annoyed me to no end. And so one day I had to drive his truck for some reason, and I looked in the back and I thought. Oh, there's all those bottles. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to clean those bottles out and I'm going to throw them away. And I did it because I was mad. So I went in the house and a few hours later, he came in and goes, babe, you, you're the best. And he gave me this big hug and I'm going, what is going on? He's like, you cleaned out my car for me. That was so sweet. You love me. And I was like, yeah, I love you. That's why I did that. Not because I was annoyed, but that's the way that he yeah. feels loved. And when we ask those kinds of questions, we can yeah. find out a lot about our spouse. And if we ask it weekly, we also are reminding ourselves to be grateful yeah. and to be thankful. That might be a question. Then you might graduate on to adding this question. When did you feel the least loved by me? Mm. Or when did you feel like I didn't care about you? Was there a mm. time during this week that you felt dismissed or um, not cared for? And they may be able to say something that you didn't even realize. Yeah, well, you, you left for work and you didn't even kiss me. Or I was leaving for work and you didn't even say bye. And you go, oh, well, in my family that we didn't talk in the yeah. mornings. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. And you can make that adjustment yeah. easily without it causing some type of big explosive thing. So that's the yeah. value of having that Sunday night meeting where you have a scheduled time to, to start asking some questions and start going over some practical things in your life. You know, there's another thing that you can do just to really initiate conversation. And that is when, you, you know, we just talked about acts of service uh, that, that comes from the five love languages, you know, the book and, and you can read, you can read through that book and, and you can take that test and, and you can create conversation out of those love languages, Absolutely. you know, and cause your, your love language is words of affirmation. Yeah. 
on my my love language, the words of affirmation, it scored a zero. It didn't even get one point. Yeah. Zero. I, words of affirmation, it means nothing to me, mm-hmm. but it means everything to you. So I'm cleaning out your car and you're not even noticing. And I think I'm loving you the greatest you could ever love and you never say thank you one time. And you're like, but you never tell me. And I'm like, but I cleaned out your car right, and I wa- washed all your dishes and I picked up all yeah. your shoes off the living room floor and I folded up all of your laundry. All things I do, by the way. <laughs> I did all of that and you never said anything yeah. because I didn't right. I didn't affirm you. And right. that's your love language. But these meetings, intentional yeah. conversation, you come together with the five love languages. You come together with a personality profile, a Myers-Briggs go through the Enneagram, different things like this. It creates conversation and it, and it gets safe because now we're talking about who you are and who you want to be and who you right. can be. And and that that's an easy way to create conversation about, oh, I didn't realize that about, is that really, is that how you think? Because I read your, your profile, like your personality, is this really you? And it's like, yeah, that is really me. And I'm like, wow, okay, now things are starting to make sense. That's going to allow me to serve you better and to love you better. But it comes yeah. out of that intentional moment of, of conversation. Absolutely. And, and I think another thing with that is it becomes a way for me to understand how you communicate. Mm-hmm. And communication is everything in yeah. relationships. Um, we have to realize that we cannot read each other's minds. And so what we yeah. communicate is so incredibly, incredibly key mm-hmm. um, to our success as a marriage and all of those tools are really important to help us grow where they become toxic and uh and problematic is when they become excuses for our behavior when we start using um things like like the love languages as a way not to hear how the other person Mm. um expresses love and instead to just demand that the other person only communicate the way that we receive You know, that's love. so powerful because, you know, that is that is the other thing that, that happened. It's not just that I learned that you needed words of affirmation. I realized that's how you communicate love. So when you started telling me about me, you started affirming me, now I began Absolutely. to receive that because I know that's your language and vice versa. Vice you know, versa. you know that it's yeah. acts of service. So now whenever I do an act of service, mm-hmm. you you receive that as love because you know that's the way that, that that I love. And it's truly changed our relationship on both ends. Right. What you need I'm aware of. And then when you give me what you need, I receive it. Absolutely. And you know, we've been we've been married for almost sixteen years yeah. now, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, but I, I I think what's interesting is I feel like now even my love languages have changed. Yeah. I took the test recently and it, it had acts of service up there in the first two or three, which it never was before. Well, why? Because I have committed to hearing, mm. understanding, and speaking your yeah. language. Yeah. So that's our goal yeah. is not just to become more ourselves, but to become more who we want to be together. Yeah. Um, and and I, think, I think that Sunday night meeting, if you're wondering how, what that first step of planning would look like, that's a great place to start because it really, it checks all the boxes. Yeah, that's right. Um, you can kind of report to each other and be accountable to each other yeah. on that faith plan. Yeah. Um, on that family plan, you're starting to explore the values and the principles yes. and all that. Um, when it comes to the future, you can start going over goals, maybe maybe just talking about one goal. Maybe it's a six week from now goal, Right. but you're starting that process. Yeah. It can become a touch point for finances and a safe place to have fights. Yeah. Um, and it might you know, 
might turn into fun. It might turn into fun. What does fun look like, Destiny? Lots of things are fun. Well, on Sunday you said that sex was fun. It, sex is fun. And you got to have a plan for that. You need to have a plan for that, especially if you have four kids. Because otherwise you might miss out on the fun. Yeah. And, and I will say, a strategy for planning would be to have your family meeting and then have some fun together. Yeah, that's a great, that's like a motivation for the meeting. It's like you have the meeting and then you... Just a perk. Just a perk. Just okay, a perk. Very good. Very you know, good. actually, since we're talking about that, yeah. um, let's be serious just for a second. Yeah. Um, sex can have a very toxic mm. place in a relationship when it becomes to be, when it starts being something that people have to earn. Mm, yeah. um, it is not a reward system mm. on either side. Um, I, I am not a, um, I am not a reward to be given and Philip is not a child to be rewarded. Mm. We are two people who love each other. Yeah. And we decided really early on yeah. in our marriage that that was not going to be something that we were gonna use as a negotiation tool. Yeah. We were never going to be mad at each other and take that off the table. Well, I'm, I'm mad at you, so yeah. that's just not the way that we're right. going to treat each other. That, that was gonna be off limits. Right. And I, I think that if you wanna have a successful marriage, that's mm. really one thing that you should probably resolve in your heart too, yeah. is that, um, that that's not something that I'm gonna withhold with my approval, or yeah. with you didn't act well today, yeah. or you didn't do what I wanted you to do. That's incredibly toxic, yeah. and it creates something in your relationship that's honestly really hard to overcome. Yeah. And so um, I, I think that is one reason why a family meeting that ends with fun is great, because a lot of yeah. times you will have conflict, a lot of times you will have differences of opinion. In fact, you should expect them, you should plan for them, you should yeah. not think that they're all gonna ever be resolved, yeah. much less within a 30 minute meeting. Mm. Um, but at the end of the day, I have a love and respect for you as a person yes. and as my partner. Yes. And you have a love and respect for yeah. me as a person and as my partner. Yeah. And we are on the same page. Yes. We are for each other. Yeah. And so that's why that can never become a bargaining chip. That's right. Because then I am basically saying that, that I'm training you to act the right. way I want rather than respecting you and helping you to But you know, if you don't have a plan, it can so easily become that. Oh, without a doubt. If you don't have yeah. a, a, a pre-established plan yeah. for sex, it can become that bargaining chip. It can become something that it was never created right. to be. But when you have a plan, you know, yeah. and, and those plans are so are so important. They're so vital in all of those different areas. Um, and, and, you know, I think one of the things that I, you're just talking, and I just, you know, we had a plan in the beginning that said, we would never ever sleep in separate rooms. We would never go to bed angry and sleep in separate rooms. That's true. Now that has forced us, both of us, to go get people off of the couch and say, hey, no, we're not, we're not oh, doing this. Oh, let's be this. honest. It's never forced both of us to get people off of the couch. Okay. It's forced you to follow to me around our house. Okay, you're right. And say, no, come back, come yeah. back, come back. We're not doing this, okay? Yeah, let's uh, just like, be honest. You're right, yeah, like two weeks ago. And so I said, come back, come back, right? And so, because we had a plan for that. But here's right. the thing, if you don't have a plan, you create those moments. 
those moments of division, I'm upset, I'm, you know, I'm angry, I'm going to go sleep right. in this room, I'm going to do this, you know, I'm, I'm going to withhold sex from you, I'm going to do these yeah. things, because you don't have a plan. Right. And I think that's the power of what we're talking about right now, is that you have to have a plan for these areas in your marriage. Um, and, and it just creates such a strong foundation for you to, to build from. It's not that everything is perfect. It's not that the plan even works exactly the way that you thought it was going to work, but it's the process of creating the plan and doing Absolutely. it together. It yeah. creates such a, a firm foundation, such a strong foundation. And, and so I would just encourage you, start yeah. wherever you are. Start with that 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 meeting. One day it could be a Sunday night, whatever the right. best night is for you. Start with that meeting, and begin to have some of that communication, and um, and just take that first step. Yeah. And it's just one step at a time. It's you know, you you may have been married for twenty years, and you're like, man, we've we don't have a plan. We've never done any of this, and it's like a little. Oh, how do we start after twenty years? We're already in routine. Right. We're already in some habits. But you look at this and you say. Man, things will get better if we did that. Look, just start right there where you are. Yeah. Just take that first step and realize that if you just keep taking a step after step, you're going to move forward. Absolutely. And, you know, our prayer for you is is right out of the Bible. It's that, that God would bless you and that all of the plans that you make together would succeed. Yes. Uh, and we pray that there would be peace in your house, that there would be joy in your house, that all of those things that God promises as overflow yes. from seeking his kingdom first would mm. be present in your life. And, and we don't suggest a plan just, just because it's you know trendy or because it's a, a good idea for us right we've seen over and over and over again right. how it can help to transform people's lives and help them to do the fundamentals better which really are communicate love each other yeah. and support each other yeah. if you want to be on the same team creating a huddle creating <laughs> a moment where you say hey we are together mm. is one of the very best ways yes. that you can do that works whether it's on the football field in the corporate world whether it's on a serve team and it works in your marriage so i encourage you create that space yes. during the week and mm. don't give up. If it doesn't work the first time, um, if it results in a big blow up, just laugh and <laughs> say, okay, how are we going to make this work for us? Yeah. It doesn't have to look the same way it does for Philip and I. That's right. But create the marriage that you want to live. That's right. You know, and I hope you can make it this Sunday as we wrap up the series. Yeah. Um, and we're going to be talking about the practice of yeah. marriage. And it's the, you got the plans, but those plans need practice. They do. And uh, so we're going to be talking about that. Uh, this Sunday. Hopefully you can join us 9.30 and 11.15 as we finish up our series, A Different Kind of Marriage.